in studio with Gareth Abdenor, partner with Mally & Co. Hello, Gareth. Hey, Gareth. G'day, guys. Do you hot desk at your work, Gareth? I suppose you've got a big swank office for yourself, have you? Well, uh, no, I kind of wish. I, I, <laughs> You're I wish, a partner, man. <laughs> I, I wish it was like Law and & Order and Boston and & Legal. And it's, it's not Suits. quite that flash, but um, gosh, definitely not hot desking. No. Um, heck no. No, I'm with you. <laughs> just, just the thought of it gets me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, no. That's exactly what I said. Somebody's grimy sausages all over your keypad. No thanks. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't think you need a palace, but I think there's a lot to be said to having your own space, even if it's a small area to yeah. to work. Yeah, um, you don't want someone nicking your chair and having to adjust stuff every time you come in. <laughs> no, that's right. Oh eight hundred eighty ten eighty or text nine two nine two if you've got a question for Gareth about your employment um, or your contract. He's just so good to talk with. So give us a buzz. Tyler's standing by 0800 80 10 80 is our phone number. Or you can text it if you prefer, 9292. And we've got a text here. Hi, Gareth. Just on the recording of conversations, is it true that if you're a party in the conversation, you're allowed to record it without notifying the other person? Um, yes and no. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's unlike a lot of places overseas, it's not a criminal offence to record a conversation as long as you're a party to that conversation um, if you're actually you know in in real life so you're not using a you're not recording a telephone call or or a call through zoom or skype these days which is potentially uh, a bit more tricky because there you're using a device and telecommunications laws come into it but if you and I are just on the street and having a chat on the sidewalk and you record it um, on your phone, say. Yeah, on yep, your phone, right. you're you're not committing an offence. However, it is incredibly bad manners. And if you are in an employment relationship and you're recording a call without telling the other party, uh, there's a very good argument that you're breaching the duty of good faith. So, uh, yes, it's okay. Uh, do I suggest it? No, I don't. Good. Okay. Gareth. I've been working for the company that I worked for for the past four years. I have had a heart attack, but the boss won't bring my sick leave a month forward to help me out. Is that fair? Well, it really depends. Um, you know, if this person's a good worker and um, they've been productive and the business isn't under huge financial pressure, uh, you could make a good argument that maybe the the powers that be should let you take leave in advance. That said, I've had a lot of cases where people have been given the benefit of the doubt, have run up um, a negative um, balance for their sick leave or annual leave, and then they've left, and good luck getting that money back from them. Wouldn't you be able to take it from their final pay? Um, well, that depends. Uh, the law on that also changed in and now you have to ask them before making those deductions. Oh. If you don't ask them, you're, you're stepping into a whole minefield. So it really depends. Um, is there an argument to say, well, you know, it'd be fair if, if the employer did this? Uh, yes, you could make that argument, but there's also some really legitimate reasons why the employer might not want to. Yeah. Mm. Just before James got another, we've got so many texts coming in here, mm. but on the wages thing, Gareth, what can I do when I'm a casual employee and my boss won't give me a pay slip to check my wages? Wow. I, the, 
if you're a casual employee, it, it really doesn't factor into whether you um, are allowed to get a payslip. Um, they have to provide that by law, and I'd be pushing quite hard, and, and if they don't give it to you, um, you could reach out to the Labour inspector um, or, or to a lawyer to get some legal advice. Um, I'd be surprised if the employer still refuses to provide it after a lawyer's involved. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it could just take a letter, eh? You don't have to yeah. get a huge expense, just yeah. a letter, yeah. Definitely. Another I mean, it, it, it could be a lack of um, awareness on the part of the employer. Um, mm. You know, if it's a a, a one-person one band, um, they may not know that it's a legal requirement. Mm. Gareth, is it legal? Here's a big one. <laughs> is it legal for an employer to have signs up saying, speak English only in the lunchroom and locker area? Wow, um, that that seems like quite a risky thing to do. Um, there's potentially a discrimination uh, factor there. Um, really depends on what the workplace is. Um, I suppose possibly you could make an argument that for safety reasons, there's there's a safety thing, mm. um, but. Uh, that's one where I would definitely need more information and um, it, it certainly doesn't uh, smell right. No. You might be legally able to do it, but you'd be on morally yeah. pretty yeah. shaky ground, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, Gareth, uh, split shifts on my gym cleaning job, two to four hours between Ross's hours, should I be paid? Not enough time for to do anything useful, says Des. Yeah, um, I think that's really... Um, up for negotiation um, if mm. if you've agreed to those hours and there's no payment for for that gap um, well that's what you've agreed to um, but I think you'd want to renegotiate that if you could yeah okay yeah. quick call before the break Michael hi there hi guys how are you great thank you Gareth standing by hey Gareth just a quick one my wife's just going for a new job and I've um it's got to have quite like full medicals and stuff involved. Um, and they're also um, still sort of mandating COVID jabs and all that kind of stuff. I just wondered how that all works now. Well, I, an employer can have a policy re requiring uh, COVID vaccination. Um, it certainly is something that is less common now, now that the government mandates have gone. Uh, but there was a lot of confusion uh, just because the government mandated vaccination for some jobs didn't mean that employers uh, couldn't do the same. Uh, so, I mean, if if that's the policy they have, that's the policy they have. Um, and yeah, so I'm finding that a lot of them are still sort of doing that now. I wonder if it's because they're just a bit scared of future repercussions. Or what, what well, potentially. Um, and, you know, uh, as far as I understand, and I'm certainly not a medical doctor, uh, if you are vaccinated and you get it, chances are it's going to be uh, less serious. So they may be concerned about absences in the work workforce. Um, I don't know. Um, but if that is the policy, uh, your wife needs to work out if she's if she's up for that or not. Very good. Thank you, Michael. 18 minutes away from four. Right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, just a very, very bizarre question that's <laughs> oh, just, come, just come in on text. You're going to leave me hanging, aren't yeah, you, Si? It's a great question, man. I'll tell you, but it's weird. It's coming next. News Talk ZB. Have your say on 0800 80 1080. Simon Barnett and James Daniels Afternoons. News Talk ZB.
Quarter to four, we're joined by Gareth Abdenor, uh, talking employment law. The reason we love this section so much, segment so much, is you get the most crazy questions, and there's <laughs> such a lot in employment law. Welcome to my life. <laughs> I know, and what a life. So here's the question I was referring to. So Jeff has texted and said, hey, Gareth, I'm a real estate agent, and I was showing a client through a house, and the tenant was filming me in every room and recording my conversation as well. Is that legal? <laughs> wow. Well, firstly, it's weird. <laughs> you kind of have to wonder why, why the tenant was doing that. And I, I have heard of some odd behavior when the, the tenant doesn't actually want the house to be let to someone else. Yeah. And so they, they, they are obnoxious in ways that they think there won't be any comeback. Um, I mean, you can film someone in a public space with a whether that would be a public space or not. Um, it's sort of, it's sort of think part it. of this world in which we live now, if you watch the news yeah. at night, yes. where people pull out their phones for everything. It's almost an intimidation thing as yeah. well. Yeah. They try to intimidate they put it in your face. Yeah. yeah. And um, I wonder if that, that's and, part and, of it. And you see the idiots that whip their phone out when there's a, a car accident or yeah. something. I mean, yeah. I, I've, I've got a love-hate relationship with technology, and yeah. I think sometimes we don't, we don't think just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Right, but there's no actual illegality um, in that. I, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. Um, but it's certainly yucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a word, yeah. <laughs> Technical term. <laughs> yeah. G'day, Soren. Yeah, g'day. Uh, Gareth, standing by. Hey, mate. Hey, um, yeah, so, uh, look, we've, we've recently come into a situation where my wife, she's uh, been made redundant from her role. Yeah, uh, which is a sales role, and uh, the explanation was pretty much that uh, the role that they have is no longer what they want. They want something that is purely commission-based and traveling a lot more often. Mm. Which, uh, yeah, yeah. So well, sort of well, well. Firstly, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that your wife was made redundant. I know that's. Uh, even when it's not about the person, it's it's a difficult thing to go through. But from what you've told me, that that sounds like it could be a legitimate restructure. I mean, ultimately, uh, business owners need to decide what's best for the business, and and sometimes there's collateral damage, and that means that people lose their roles. Um, so as long as they've gone through a proper process, uh, that does sound like something that um, a company owner. Um, would be able to do. Mm. Oh yeah. And yeah. what what is a what is the proper process to follow on that? Yeah, well an employer needs to um, provide the the employee whose role could be disestablished with with information and provide them with an opportunity to provide feedback. Um, so it's not like a a done deal just because you want to do it. Um, you do need to consult with the person and get feedback. Um, as long as you do that, though, um, that's that's really what the law requires. That's oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you very much, yeah. Soren. Appreciate your call. No worries. That's very tough. 12 to 4. Gareth, uh, can an employee be made redundant after 19 years with the company and get no payout? Potentially, yes. Um, hey. As as I often say, depends on what's in the employment agreement. Now, these days, it's very rare to see redundancy compensation in an employment agreement. So, really, if um, you know, I'd say in 
95, 99% of the employment agreements that I see, uh, if your position is disestablished, all you get is notice. Um, unless you work for a government department, and then it seems like the old-fashioned uh, redundancy compensation mm. scheme is alive and well, and I guess that's our tax tax money at work. Gee whiz. Yeah. After 19 years. Yeah. Well, if it doesn't say it, it uh, doesn't happen. Yeah. We've probably got time for one more quick question. All right. Um, I'm on a salary, says the texter, and I'm paid fortnightly. I recently left work a couple of hours early with my manager's approval. Now my fortnightly pay and pay slip has been reduced by those hours that I was not at work. I thought salary was paid whether you were at work or not. In addition, we're expected and told to go into work a quarter of an hour early each shift. So mm. that they can do a, yeah, a handover yeah, and they're I, not paid for we're not paid for that. Is this legal? Yeah, I it would be very surprising for a salaried employee's pay to be docked in a situation like that. Right. Um, and it could potentially just be the case that uh, the word hasn't filtered down to the people who need to know. So if the manager approved it and there wasn't any discussion about pay being docked, um, that seems very odd to me and I would certainly be raising that. Um, as I always say though, I'd be raising it in a constructive way um, yeah. because it is quite possible that the manager just hasn't told the person. Um, the pay who, clerk. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, so, you know, maybe the, recep the receptionist saw the person leaving early and someone's put two and two together and got seven. So they should just raise it initially with their employer. Yeah, say, are you aware of this? Yeah. And if they, if and, they say, and is we, it a mistake? Right. And if well, they say, no, it's not a mistake? Well, then I'd be asking why. Okay. Okay, what about the quarter of an hour that they have to be at work before their shift starts? Yeah, they I mean, don't get paid for it. That's, that's a bit odd as well. Uh, and there is case law on that. There were some uh, pretty major decisions of the employment court a few years back that said, if you're required to be at work to get ready, so for example to put on a uniform if you work in a meet, meet works or yep. something like that, um, then that's actually part of part of the job. So it's very fact specific and it depends on what they do for a job. But if you have to be at work 15 minutes early, well then aren't you starting work 15 minutes early? Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, then again, um, walking in the door at 8.30, if you're supposed to start at 8.30, and then going and making your coffee, coffee and, yes. and putting your stuff down and and actually only starting at 9, um, you know, an employer could ha take issue with that as well. Very good. Look, we're super late, so 60 seconds is all the time we're giving you here, Gareth. <laughs> uh, my son's employer does not pay any KiwiSaver contribution, stating a loophole. If he is paying this as part of his wage, should it be in his contract and show separately on his pay slip he is full time? Yes. There we go. Under 60 cents. Yeah, Gee, that Very was. Good. <laughs> oh, I'm glad we're not paying by the hour. That's good. That's good right there. Okay, so he should. Yeah, I, from from what I understand from that question, yes, I, I think that's, that's not right. Um, it should be in the agreement and it should be a separate component on the pay slip. Very good. Um, I'm not sure what the loophole is, but I'd be surprised. Gareth, you are great. Thank nice. you very much for your time, as always. You're most welcome. Gareth Abdenor is, of course, a partner with Mellian Co. Solicitors.